Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson, a little under the weather. Like I said, this weather's messing with me, but now I think I flat out have a cold. Oh, well. Tough it out. Play hurt. Let's go. Belly up to the bar here. Pour a hot toddy and we'll be, uh, we'll be, rough. we'll be fine. I apologize for my voice. But today's Friday and we're officially in off-season mode here on the Lockdown NFL podcast. I mean, it's time to look forward. What are these teams all looking to do to improve um, one note around the league, and there's going to be a lot more of these. As I mentioned, this is bloodletting time around the league where people are getting cut that just aren't worth the money they're making to free up cap space. The latest was Dequell Jackson in Indianapolis. Uh, no major shocker there, you know. So he'll probably find work, but he was overpaid for what he was bringing to the table, and yeah, the Colts have a lot of work to do and a new GM. Uh, I would think a huge priority is getting faster, more athletic, younger on defense in a big way in Indianapolis. So, what we're doing today, and we did one of these earlier after the Packers were eliminated, was I did a state of the Packers off-season union something-something. And today I'm going to do the, the Patriots. And next week for sure I'll get the, the Falcons in, uh, maybe the Steelers. As you can tell, I'm counting down from 32 to 1. Um, and I did the Packers just because it was timely at the time when they got eliminated and a lot of people were asking. And I, I urge you again, that was two weeks ago. Go back and check that feed out. That was a good show. Got a lot of good responses. I think this one will too. And there's a lot going on in Green Bay. There's a lot going on in in New England too. I mean, obviously, they're the super, we're not here to talk about what happened. We know what their seasons are. We've talked about that all year. They're the Super Bowl champs. I think it might have been Belichick's best coaching performance. Um, I think it's noteworthy that they did all that without a first-round pick, you know, uh, without Gronkowski for a large portion of, you know, crunch time at least of the season. But they were also one of the healthiest teams in the league. And it hasn't come out yet, but Football Outsiders does a great job of, uh, they, they do a list of man hours missed. And, and think about it. There aren't many Patriots that miss time. You know, Brady was suspended. And the, and the, the reality of it, who cares? doesn't really matter. Um, Gronkowski's injury was big. But, you know, they're basically their offensive line was extremely healthy. Their starting five that they settled in on uh, after Vollmer went down. And Cannon stepped in at right tackle and was an upgrade. And then that five played together extensively. That's huge. Deion Lewis missed time, but, you know, compared to the rest of the league, I mean, defensively, they didn't have a lot of injuries. They they did move on from Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins in the middle of the year, as you know. Um, so that's kind of some things to think about. You know, chances are they won't be that healthy next year. You know, there's just things along those, Nate, and things along those lines to think about. But as it stands right now from Jason over at uh, over the cap, and we're going to get him on too. He's great. Um it sounds as though, as it stands right this second, and these are fluid things, like I said, you know, Indianapolis just made cap room. Only the Niners and Browns have more cap space 
right this second than the Patriots. It's like, wow, you know, the rich get richer. And in a way, yes, I mean, that's a possibility. They have a chance to go out and get people. They have a, a chance to um, enhance their roster, get, get guys from other teams if they so choose. Um, there's a couple guys, this is generally how I like to do it, was, you know, and, and the Packers one's similar, where how much cap space does this team have? Well, let's just give us a starting baseline. Is they going to be, are they tight against the cap? Do they have a lot? Are they in the middle? And again, these things will change. They'll restructure contracts. Brady is due for a new contract. I want to touch on that real quick, too, just while we're, we're chatting. He's due for a new contract, or they talked about extending him until he's like 100 years old. But a huge advantage over the years that the Packers have had as opposed to the Peyton Manning-led teams, the Rodgers-led teams, Roethlisberger, the super expensive quarterbacks, is Brady's consistently taking less than value for, you know, for, you know, for what he brings. He should be the highest paid player in the league. Never even close. I mean, it's an underreported story of why the Patriots are so great for several reasons. Is First of all, if you're paying him less, obviously you can go pay other people money. That's huge. But they also use it in an interesting way of, say Jamie Collins wanted money, you know, big money that he ended up getting and deserved. But you can't go to him and say, well, we're going to give you more per year than we give Tom. I mean, are you crazy? So in a way, it kind of is a checks and balance system that don't get too too ahead of yourself and be begging us for money because we're only giving Brady $10 million or whatever. You know, it's like, you're, you're, we're not giving you more than Tom. That's not going to happen. So in a way, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, some people leave because of it, but it's been a big reason behind the scenes while they've maintained their greatness, in my opinion. And it's a very unselfish move by Brady. It's really what it comes down to is he could demand more. I mean, he's going to get it. I mean, he could have done it 10 years ago. Um, But it also helps that I think he's pretty well set, not to mention I think his wife makes more than he does. (laughs) So money's not an issue for him. And not that it is for Aaron Rodgers or any of those guys compared to me and you and everybody else in the world. But you can kind of see why he does it. And it also goes back to, to me, the, the biggest reason for Brady's greatness, which is his extreme competitiveness, you know, is that helps them win. Anyway. So that could change too, and you know that that would might even open up some more cap space with with his contract extension, moving money around, gives him flexibility. Um, the the one guy that looks like a foregone conclusion to get cut is Danny Amendola. He's about six point five million is what they would save on moving and getting rid of him. So I think you'll be hearing that in the, probably in the next few days. Tis the season for getting rid of those guys. Um, he's not worth that kind of money. His injury history, he's replaceable. He's fourth on the depth chart at best behind Hogan and Edelman and now Floyd. I'm a different type of player than Floyd, obviously. There's some talk, which I think is bonkers, that they could release Gronk. I don't even know. that. I almost didn't bring it up. I think that's crazy. Um, just because of his injury history, he's a big cap hit, yada, yada. He's the best player in the world. I mean, they're not cutting Gronk. But there is some talk that maybe a year from now, I guess his contract spikes heavy, that if he has another injury-plagued year or something like that, it might be time to think about that. Eh, I don't know about that. The other guy that's probable cap casualty is Volmer that I mentioned. 
But the more I look at it, you know, I did a little bit of little homework on this. It only saves them between like two and three million dollars to cut Volmer. He's a pretty good starting right tackle at his best. I know he missed the whole year, but at only two or three million cap savings, and you have the cap space, and you like to use six, you know, offensive line sets usually with Fleming. You know, you could use Volmer that way. Obviously, he's injury relief. And my my next thought really is, I know his stock has to be down. I mean, if I'm investing in Volmer and I'm another team, I'm a little wary. But look at the right tackles around the league. I mean, if he's healthy, he's still one of the best 10 or 12. And that's a diff. I mean, how, you know, is your team doctor going to, you know, give him the stamp of approval? But maybe they turn him into a draft pick. I mean, it's a very Patriots-like thing to do. I can't see just cut. I mean, unless there's more medical than I realize, I can't see just cutting him for three million bucks savings when you have tons to spend and you have a lot of cap space. The next guy to talk about, of course, which isn't a cap issue, is Garoppolo. And I very much think he gets traded. And I think they get a lot in return. And if I'm... To me, Cleveland has to be the team that's in the driver's seat. And they're not going to give up number one. But I would give up 12. You know, like if I'm the Niners, I won't give you two. But if you're the Browns, you could give up 33 and next year's second, maybe. I mean, to me, if you're from the Patriots' perspective, I think the most you could get for Garoppolo is the 12th pick overall. Or the Browns say, give us Jimmy and your third rounder at the end of the third round. And we'll give you 12. You know, I'll take that if I'm New England, and I would take that if I'm Cleveland. Uh, I think a lot of teams are going to be very interested in Garoppolo. I think even if he goes to a bad situation one year from now, I'll be talking about Garoppolo as a top 20 quarterback in this league. I'm a big fan. I think he will be a, quote, franchise quarterback that I don't throw that word around. But if you're the Patriots, you got to move him, and you got to move him now. I mean, Brady's the guy. Obviously, it'd be... What we don't know is, what do you think about Brissett? But, you know, uh, they draft him for a reason. I don't know that there's any reason to be down on him. I think you move Garoppolo now and you end up getting nice draft pick assets in return. At best, I think you get 12. But, I mean, like I said, maybe you get 33 in next year's second. Or, you know, there's a lot of options out there. Or, you know, the Bears early second rounder. Or the Niners early second rounder plus. So... That's a nice asset, obviously. So before we even get to the free agency, you know, the, the, the changes and the positions to look at, that was, you know, kind of a rundown of guys that are could be leaving. And now we'll get to the free agency here in a moment. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. So the next portion of this to discuss is who could be leaving. And the names I have, of the prominent names. On offense, LeGarrette Blunt, And I would have very little uh, 
suddenness, you know, he could go, is basically what I'm saying. He can go. I know he scored 5 million touchdowns this year. I get that. But I thought he was very unimpressive down the stretch. I think what he brings isn't hard to find. It's a really good running back draft. I have a name in mind that I will tell you later that I think would be the perfect fit. Um, And then the other one on offense to think about is Martellus Bennett. That one's interesting. Not because, well, I mean, Gronk is, quote, injury prone. You want to play a lot of two tight end sets. He's going to want a lot of money. He's not an old dude. He's still a quality player. You love them enough to bring him in. So I would be very interested in retaining Bennett, you know, much more so than Blunt. But it's also a great tight end class. I mean, let's say you end up with a 12th pick. Maybe you draft O.J. Howard, you know, or, you know. Or at the end of the first round, you take a guy you like, you know. So there's going to be tight ends you can bring in. So I would not demand, you know, I, I wouldn't just say, okay, Martellus, I'm going to give you whatever you want. I mean, by in no means would that be how I handled that. But he would be a nice piece to bring back on a two- or three-year deal for sure. I just think somebody out there will probably give him more than New England will. But again, I mean, you can replace him through the draft. Defense is interesting. Malcolm Butler is not a free agent. Well, he's a restricted free agent this year, and he'll become an unrestricted after the year. They'll put the high tenure on him in restricted, but, I mean, I know it's not a Green Bay type of move, but if I was Green Bay, I would give up my late first-round pick for Butler and you know sign him to a long-term deal. Or what about the Steelers? I'm thinking about people just pick at the end of the first round. So I think they need to get him locked up as opposed to even letting him hit the restricted market. You know, that that to me is a certainly a priority, as is his partner in crime. And remember, they have a lot of cap space, is Logan Ryan. Ryan played really well. Um, I know Rowe has some similarities in that he's the big corner, the long corner, the physical guy. But I really like where Ryan's at right now, Logan Ryan, and his development. Moved the slot, did that well. So I think those two are high priorities for me, as is Dante Hightower. I kind of look at him as the leader of this defense, that whenever they let Collins go, it was basically saying in favor of Hightower, good blitzer, physical. Uh, those are the three guys I would do my damnedest to try to lock up. And I guess Bennett would then become fourth. And I think you can get that done, you know, but they're going to want big money, and New England's probably going to, Offer them a little less for sure than they would get on the open market. I guess Hightower is a potential franchise candidate. I really don't think they want him to leave. Um, that might be a bit of a stretch, but it would buy you a year. And yeah, I don't know on that one. I'm on the fence about Hightower as a franchise player. Um, two defensive ends, Chris Long, Jabal Sheard, quality players, especially Sheard. But I think you just. They probably test the market. Long, I don't think, is going to demand a heck of a lot. Maybe he comes back at a discount rate, loved winning the Super Bowl, give you another year, one-year deal. Late in the free agency process, you make that happen. I'm sure they'd like to you know, keep Sheard, and Ninkovich is a free agent after the season too. But, you know, their pass rush wasn't great. Um so to me, I think, you know, the the priorities here are Hightower, Ryan, Butler. He's only third because he's restricted and you have a little more time, but he's could demand attention there. 
then Bennett, then Sheard. And you have a lot of money, you know, and I think you go out and get people. So, target areas to improve. And with them, it's hard to do because much, obviously, depends on which of those prominent defensive players they bring back. You know, if they let Hightower go, then inside linebackers all of a sudden their number one need. You know, if Sheard and Long is gone, defensive ends... Uh, see, but defensive end to me is already their number one need. You know, that... I think their edge pass rush is what they need to work on more than anything. You know, if, if their first-round pick or if they happen to go out and get somebody from outside the organization, I think edge pass rush is the is probably their top priority. So, again, the area of this team that I think they need to improve the most is finding a guy that can win one-on-one matchups, pass rushing off the edge, uh, Trey Flowers is obviously very much a keeper, but you can bump him inside on passing downs. Uh, 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 that, to me, is, is priority number one, whether it's free agency or the draft. And that doesn't matter if they bring back Sheard or Long or their long-term intentions with Ninkovich. N- none of those things really matter to me. Um, the rest of the defense, obviously, though, I mean, if you lose Ryan or somebody snags Butler from you or you lose Hightower... Of course, all those things go right to the top of the list in terms of needs. So I can't really prioritize them without knowing how free agency plays out first. But I think the Patriots will be players. You know, I mean, they're, they're, again, there's so much cap space. That's huge. On the offensive side of the ball, I really only think there's two spots to look at, and that's tight end, and we talked about that a fair amount. Um, if you bring back Bennett, I think that's, you know, problem solved and maybe you draft one in the third or fourth round or something like that maybe and remember you also have an extra third round pick from the jamie collins deal which will be at the end of the round but still i mean that's a top 100 pick in a good draft class and a good tight end draft class too um but the other spot that i would be looking at in on offense is running back and we we always talk about this with new england They've got the little running backs that catch the ball, the Vereens and the Falks and the Whites and those guys. And then they have the Dillons and the Pounders and the big running back, the Ridley, the Blunt. And really, they're two different positions. I mean, they go to the same meeting room and they have the RB next to their name, but that's about the only similarities between White and Blunt. But the one guy that I would be really intrigued with is Adrian Peterson. Can't you see Adrian Peterson and going to New England and end his career? He's going to get cut. I don't know how much he has left, but man, just think, what if he does? <laughs> just seems like such a Belichick move. I would also consider Eddie Lacy. He's going to be a free agent. Um, and I would also consider taking one very high in the draft. I mean, what if you pick 12 and you take Leonard Fournette? Or you have all these draft picks and you move up and you get Leonard Fournette. You know, I mean, there's a couple of big backs in this draft that are really intriguing too. Um you know me, though. I'm, I'm not really uh, spend a lot of assets on a running back type of guy. They aren't either. I mean, they got Blunt kind of off the scrap heap, got a lot out of him. Uh, there's plenty of options they could go, you know. But I just think Peterson, and to a much lesser extent, Lacey, would sure be interesting behind Tom Brady in New England in the LeGarrette Blunt role. Part-time players running back, you know, pure running backs, not asking them to catch the ball, which neither one does very well, um, downhill and be a power player and somewhat of a part-time player too. I mean, to me, those would be really interesting options. 
I think that's it. I think that's pretty much the state of the champs right now as we go forward. And as, you know, Super Bowl champs go, there could be a lot of difference. You know, the roster might be a lot different next year. I mean, I think the O-line will be in place. Gronk will be in place. Their top receivers will be in place. Receiving backs will be in place. Brady's in place. Defensive tackles are in place. Safeties are in place. Then the rest of the crew could go through changes. I mean, could they go out and go sign Melvin Ingram or, you know, some big name UFA? I don't know that that'll be their move, but uh, it will be a very intriguing offseason for the Patriots. Okay, I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, I'm going to take some more medicine. And there you have it. Over and out. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 103117.